Good morning and welcome to Faith FM Breakfast Show. You're with Darren and welcome Boris. Hey guys, thank you very much for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, so if you're listening on this show, yep. you're not live. No, it's a delayed program, which it's means delayed. Lyle, Mon and Lawson are already back here in the country. They've already landed. You didn't hear it live. Um, but if you're listening, you'll, you'll hear live. You'll hear Lyle dial in. Uh, not live, but delayed. That's true. That's true. He's got a very funny story, so you're going to want to keep an ear out for that. Yes, craziness. As right in the middle of the seven last plagues, we discussed <laughs> the seven last plagues and Revelation deep into that. So, Which, um, in one way, was a pleasant distraction. Yes, so, so there's some craziness there to listen to, and you're going to love it. Um, what else are we doing today, Boris? Um, news stories. There's a story about a, a hoarder of, of cars, holding cars, yep. who had a heart attack and... Um, his girls are, re- are making a fortune <laughs> yeah. out of his holdings. Yeah, we look at another story of an uncle and nephew that spent 43 years in prison for a crime they didn't commit. That's right. That's that's an amazing yeah. story, too. Um, imagine being in prison 40 years. And, wow. Yeah. That, but anyway, listen in for that. Um, some great interviews with um, David Stotchich today. Um, we're looking to him. Uh, question of the day is a doozy mm. um, with Lyle. So that's... Um, coming up as well but of course you want to get live because we have the quiz and we have giveaways which you can't get of course if you're delayed got to listen you got to download the TuneIn app and look for faith fm australia that's right get the TuneIn app and then you can can listen listen live live in your truck or um, at home home or or at work whatever you're doing you can you can find faith fm and so, yeah, we encourage you to come and find us live because you have a chance to win the quiz and, and of course, those things as well. And to call in, have a chat to us if you want to as well on live on air. So it's better to find us live. But if you are still delayed, yep. enjoy the day, enjoy the show, and enjoy us Faith FM. Lyle and Mon and Lawson will be back. Um, this is just Darren and Boris for today only. Coming up, we have Peter, Paul, and Mary with Early in the Morning. This is Faith FM. Well, early in the morning, about the break of day, I asked the Lord, help me find the way, help me find the way, to the promised land, this lonely body needs a helping hand. Days are dawn. About my heavy prayer. I pray to the Lord. Won't you lead me there? Won't you guide me safely to the golden stair? Won't you let this body your burden share? I pray to the Lord. Won't you lead me, please? Lead me there. When the judgment comes. Find the world in shame When the trumpet blows Won't you call my name When the thunder rolls And the heavens rain When the sun turns black Never shout again When the trumpet blows Won't you call me please Call my name Well, 
Welcome back on the breakfast show live on Faith FM going right around the country. And um, it's great with you. It's Darren and Boris. Time for our quiz question. Now, your idea, Boris, is this. All right. I've, I've never done this before. Yeah. Well, you've got to guess the answer. Oh, man, I'm really bad at quizzes. And the idea is if you guess it before the audience does, um, you stop the double prize. All right, guys. But if someone rings in and gets it before you do, they get the double prize. All right. Guys, get ready for a double prize today. Now, now, now <laughs> don't, don't say the answer on air. Write it down for me. Okay, go. I've got to write it down. So, to who am I? Clue number one. Clue number one, who am I? I protect those whose names are written in the book. I protect those whose names are written in the book. Is he writing something down? He's having a guess? I'm having a guess. Let, let me know. Let me have a look. No, no, no. Oh, the answer's wrong. Nowhere near it. So, if you know the answer, <laughs> ring in and give us an answer. So Call bad. in now, Faith FM, and we're looking for the. Can I see here. the answer now? 1 800 324 8454. 1 800 324 8453, is it? 843. So, yep. Faith FM, 1 800 324 8453. Give us a call if you know the answer to our quiz. But on to our news of the week. And I found an interesting story. And as I said, today is April Fool's Day. So, be careful when you're reading the stories. Is this a good news story or is it just an April Fool's Day joke? <laughs> um, but this one looks legit to me. Um, Holden Auction, one for the ages as home state collectors, 1,300 lots go under the hammer. Boris, have you ever collected anything? Look, honestly. Hoarding. I, I'm the type of person, I go through fads. So if I go into, like, I decide I'm going to get fit, I'm going to buy, like, a garage full You've of You've been running across country the last week with your son. Yeah. yeah. And then it'll just sit there. And then I don't, so I'm good at buying stuff. I'm bad at selling stuff. And so, so you are a bit of a hoarder then. I, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'd say I've, I've got not very good decision making when it comes to purchases. <laughs> and so my garage, if you walk into my garage, it looks like a really fit person lives there, but it doesn't <laughs> get used much, unfortunately. <laughs> and the plan is always to use it. See, I can't get rid of it because in my head, I know I should be exercising, but yeah, I've got a garage full of exercise equipment that doesn't get used. Oh, well, I need to come for a visit. And you should. You should. Look, you can start your own gym. Good to get it used. For me, it's, um, as you know, I'm into keeping show poultry. So I often smuggle in a, a, a chook I've got from somewhere <laughs> that I sneak in the backyard into the pen. And my wife, most of the time she notices. Oh, um, really? She catches me and says, what's that chook doing there? How does she notice? Don't you guys have heaps of chickens? Well, I've actually cut down recently. I've been travelling a lot, so I've actually oh, fair enough. I'm actually down from about a hundred to about twenty. So, oh, well, that's a big that's so a big. I've difference. done pretty well, okay, but cool. I've kept twenty of the best. These are my show poultry. So <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I sneak one in, and yeah, um, that's what I hoard. But here, here's this guy in South Australia, um, a surprise collection of one thousand three hundred lots of Holden and other memorabilia parts, including one hundred and twenty Holden cars from across the ages have been found secreted away by South Australian panel beater and has gone under the hammer this last weekend. So his family had no idea he had him. Well, they sort of knew, but, you know, he had seven sheds. I mean, seven properties with sheds on them. So wow. he'd, he'd just buy a car and was sneaking into one of his sheds. And, um, <laughs> yeah, um, the Oxford end on Sunday was a Holden's fan's dream with thousands of parts on offer. 
including an original grill badge from a 1948 FX Holden. Wow. Imagine that. The first model ever made. Wow. The Holden parts, vehicles, motorbikes, enamel signs and antiques were the collection of Cummins' only crash repairer, Terence Skippy Skipworth. But when the 59-year-old recently died of a heart attack, his three daughters did not know the extent of his collection. Um, when they opened the doors of his sheds, they discovered a lifetime of memorabilia. Wow. Mr. Skipworth's daughters, Rebecca, Simone and Jenna, remember he was always tinkering around cars. He just loved Holden's. He would go to swap meets as far as you could go to get certain pieces after, his daughters said. We had them in the driveway as kids, the car part, and then the collection just grew. We didn't realise how big it was, um, his daughters said. I think it's actually bigger than Dad would have known. He'd buy stuff and then hide it away or keep it locked up. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> he would have not known half the stuff that he had Man. In, in, his, um, in his garages, Mrs Skipworth said. His plan was to have a pair of each series of Holdens and then he would mesh that together to create a good one. Good idea, good intentions. His ultimate plan was to retire and restore all these classic cars. Oh, wow. But he died before being able to restore any of them. Hmm. Poor guy. Um, and, yeah, so it went under the hammer, and it's taken a year and a half to sort all this stuff into lots. So yeah, that's a huge job. That's a big job. And prepare the holding parts and vehicles for auction. Um, this is the biggest auction that the auction company Bennett's has ever seen. Um and um, over the 35 years we've been doing this, the Bennett's Classic Car Auction owner, Larry Bennett. It's just huge. And it's taken us ages to get it all together and to get it on the internet and up and running. With 1,300 lots, we had to rejig the internet just to do this auction. What? It'll be certainly the biggest Holden-themed auction in South Australia that I've ever known. Um, so Mr. Skipworth's daughters employed Mr. Bennett a year ago because I just couldn't deal with it. They said they crashed, they crushed 120 cars themselves. I said, who knows what? what they crushed before calling in um, this auction company to have a look at the stuff. Oh, no. So they, they, they like destroyed 100 and what was it? 130? 120 cars. 120 cars before they got someone to look at them. Yep. Oh, man, they're going to be kicking themselves in the foot for that. Well, they, they said they've got some friends in. They said, oh, it's junk. But you don't know it's the stuff. It's one man's junk, it's another man's treasure. That's true. That's true. That's true. If I'm looking at something old, I'm thinking it's junk, where someone else is looking at it, and they're thinking like, oh, man, that's a classic. That's that's memorabilia. That's awesome. Yeah. And remember, Holden's no longer made. So this stuff, you, you, yeah, you can't exactly. replace. You can't make it. It's gone. So, um, But they said, um, yeah, they didn't quite know... Um, what they were going to do with these cars, I started crushing them. Then someone said, hang on, hang on, hang on. (laughs) There could be some money here. Thank God for this one person who said, hang on, hang on, hang on. (laughs) Otherwise, man. So they were just chucking the stuff and suddenly someone said, hang on, this is a lifetime collection. Um, I said, we, and the auction company, we had a 10% jump in the value of old Holden's as soon as the factory closed a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And ever since, we've had a jump of at least 10 to 15% a year in the value wow. of these prices. Dude, who would and have thought, guys, up. buy an old hold and hang on to it for a bit? <laughs> some of the pieces are getting astronomical prices, um, some of the collector's crowds. So um, 
Holden buyers travel more than 1,200 miles or kilometres to get there, um, some from Ballarat and Bendigo to attend this auction. Mr Skipworth's daughter said their father had often done the same, travelling interstate to go and get car parts. Um, the auctioneers are very excited. To us, they look like a bit of junk, but apparently they're sought after pieces, the daughter said. There'll be some, some piece of metal, and they'll say, that's from a 1954 Premier. We've just got no idea what any of these pieces are, but the collectors do. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, they're, they're breaking in a fortune. It really um, makes you wonder how many, how many pieces of quote-unquote junk got thrown away over the years that someone would have really paid or someone considers it to be very, very valuable, right? And it just kind of shows how, like, when you know certain things, it increases the value or decreases depending on what it is. But it's just kind of amazing, you know, just hearing this and you're like, man, oh, this... What's this bumper? Get rid of that thing. Yep. But some would pay big money for that thing because they see it as valuable. It's like my balloon bag. I'm a balloon twister in my other life and um, when I'm not doing ministry, <laughs> although balloon twisting is ministry in some ways as well, um, I've got this old crocodile skin leather Gladstone bag. Mm. And and Grandpa, when he'd retired, was going to throw it out. He'd taken lunch to work. And, you know, the good old tram, yeah, 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 yeah. tram conductor's bags that opened up around the neck. Um, this is one of those bags oh, wow. that opened up and... Old doctor's bag, they call it. Okay. Um, he took his lunch to work with it. He was a printer. And um, anyway, when he retired, 60 years um, of having this bag, um, I took it over. Oh, yeah? And I've had bikies offer me hundreds of dollars for this bag. For real? It's worth a lot of money. So, oh, wow. So, yeah. So, you're on Faith of M. What are you hoarding? What are you collecting? Have a look in your sheds and see what's going on. Um, we're going to move into Anna Weatherup. And she's singing the song at the cross. I always enjoy her songs. This is Faith FM. Alas, and did my Savior bleed? Did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for someone such as I? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the
Chris and you know, Faith FM. That was Anna Weatherup at the Cross. Beautiful song. And, um, yeah, always love her singing. You're on the Brecky Show live with Boris and Darren because Lyle and Lawson are not far from landing. No, no, back another into Australia thereabouts. From Ethiopia. And um, they'll be back on live, hopefully, if they're up to it. Yep, I'll be back yep. on live <laughs> yep. tomorrow. You may actually jet lag coming from there, oh, but they've got no. some amazing stories to tell. But another clue, who am I? Are you ready, Boris? All right, I'll try to do better this time. His first guess was way off. If you know the answer, give us a call and beat Boris, or on Twitter or on Facebook. Um, just um, log in and find Faith FM and give us the answer. And if you beat Boris, you get a double prize. So the first clue was I protect those whose names were written in the book. Number two is narrows it down. I am a chief priest. Um, no, a priest, a chief prince. I am a chief prince. A chief prince. Who would that be? And I was way off with my first one. Way off with your first one. Oh man, I'm thinking yeah. on the same line still. Want to have a guess? Or you want to just wait for another clue? Um, are you determined to get it? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to wait. It's not guessing. It's not guessing. So if you want a double prize. Double prize, do it. What are the numbers there to ring us? All right. So you can call in at 1800-324-843. That's 1800-324-843. Or you can text in on 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. And don't forget, you can do it through social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram this morning. So beat Boris to the answer and get the double prize. Which, um, yes. if you're going to get a double prize, today's going to be your day. I'm bad <laughs> at this stuff. Boris. Hey, Boris, what have you found happening in the news? Well, I was scrolling through the news this morning, and there was a story I just couldn't, couldn't, it hit me pretty hard. So, there's two wrongfully convicted men who were released from prison after spending 43 years behind That's bars. most of their life. It's crazy. Over four decades behind bars in Florida for a murder that they didn't commit. Now, it's an uncle oh, and a nephew, no. and... um. According to the New York Post, years ago, another suspect confessed to the murder. What? Yeah. And so, while they're in prison, another suspect comes, confessed to the murder. But it was only now that then their names were Clifford Williams, who's now 76, and his nephew, Nathan Myers, who's 61. They've only now been cleared for the murder in 1976. Poor guys. Yeah. Um, Imagine sitting all those years in prison knowing you never did it. Mate, I just tell you, and not only that, you'd kind of be a, a completely different person after four years oh, in yeah. that system, prison right? Prison life, it, just, it doesn't reform you sometimes. It just, it just brutalizes. Well, I used to, uh, when I was living up in Brisbane, I used to go to the Waco prison there and preach for their chaplaincy program yeah. sometimes. And I tell you what, like, they're just, they're environments that are not conducive to developing good character yeah um i've and, been into a few prisons myself as a pastor not 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 yeah, doing I, anything <laughs> but um but to visit um prisoners and yeah it's not a place you want to be yeah no definitely anyway when they first got sentenced both of them got life sentences and so fortunately there's a um a review committee um by the state state legislator there, or what is it called? Uh, I'm just pulling it up here. Um, 
the integrity unit. So there's an integrity unit of the state's attorney general that yep. reviews the case. After 40 years? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on. After 43. But not only that, this is the very first time that that unit's work has actually led to a jailed prisoner being released. Okay. And Good. so it's like people are kind of rejoicing that this could be undone. But I kind of asked myself a lot, you know, kind of if that was your situation, that was my situation, what on earth would our response be to it? What would we be feeling like, you know? I think I'll make you pretty bitter. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sitting there all those years, what do you do? I wonder, um, I wonder how long ago they might have lost hope. Do you know what I mean? Because after 40 years, you're thinking, okay, they're not going to figure out that I'm innocent. Yeah. You, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. Especially yep. when you know years ago someone's already confessed to it. And by the way, the man who confessed to it is now already passed away. So, you they can't I mean? even so he's passed justice. away and so it's yep. just kind of like, oh, my goodness, like we're stuck in here. Anyway, um, the nephew, Mr. Myers... He he has seems to have a very positive outlook, even though his he, this grievous injustice has happened. He said, "I lost almost forty three years of my life that I can never get back, but I'm looking ahead and will focus on enjoying my freedom with my family." And so I think that it's really important. Um, I think I think this kind of mindset, by the way, is is a really powerful mindset because here's the thing: there's a sense in everyone when injustice happens. That we need to fight to get that justice back. But fighting for that almost takes even more time. Yes, that's right. Do you know what I mean? So, it's not just the 43 years that have robbed, which is crazy. But if he's really fighting for this and trying to campaign and all of that, you very could spend the rest of your life being consumed with all this. And so, he knows that he's quite old now. Um, that was 43 years older than he was. And so he's just trying to make the most out of it with the time that he has left yeah, with his family. Um, yeah, I mean, he would have probably children and grandchildren and people like that That's that um, he hasn't really had time That's to spend quality time with. So what That's do you do? It. 76 years, life's almost gone. Um, Definitely. When yeah. you consider how long they've been, they're coming out of prison and they're seeing people walking around with their hands on their ears. Yeah. All those changes that have happened. Right, because back then people weren't... That's basically basically my lifetime. I mean, I'm a little bit older than that, but that's basically my entire lifetime that these guys have been in prison for. It's longer than my whole life. I hit 30 this year. You know, like, it's kind of crazy to think that they've been in prison longer than I've been alive for something that they didn't do. That's right. Um, it's just, it's just kind of a crazy story, but it kind of reminds me and just his quote when he said that, he's like, look, yep. I'm just going to focus on the freedom that I do have and spending it with my family. It kind of reminded me of a Bible passage in Romans chapter 12 where the Bible says, repay no one evil for evil, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, and then this is where the verse is. It says, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will replace, says the Lord. And so time is a very precious, limited thing that we have on this earth, and they've yep. been robbed of much of it. And and all of us, when we go out seeking revenge or seeking vengeance, we're just taking more of our own time that we do have on earth. And so there's coming a time, and we're going to talk about this in a later segment, but where God will re- pay but um i just i just my heart goes out to these men um i'm thankful that the system was able to kind of release them finally but uh yeah it's a very very good others are there that are locked up for something they didn't do and um yeah we rely on our court system and um i think um hopefully in australia our system's a little bit better than that um well you'd hope so but look it, it really is it really is a fair question to ask of like i wonder how many are out there and and I think that's kind of just the reality of also just being 
broken humans. Yep. You know, we don't know everything about everyone. And so, we rely on a system that we think is best, but surely the system's not perfect. That's right. And That's um, right. yeah, and so for these two men, they came out. And so, essentially, the original case um, against the men, they heavily relied on the testimony of Nina Marshall. Yep. So, she was shot alongside Janet Williams, but she survived. But over the years, her story changed more and more and more. And then, essentially, the overturned decision, it followed a 77-page report detailing the witness accounts of another man, now uh, Nathaniel Lawson, and now he's deceased as well, who admitted to the murder. And so, you know, it took a long, 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 long time, but justice was finally received. And I know it doesn't take back the 43 years, and I'm sure they'll be getting a heavy payout, but even that doesn't take back your 43 years. But yeah, when I saw that this morning, I was like, "Man, that 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 would be crazy. That would be crazy." Oh, it would be. It would be. Um, and yeah, it, it also makes you want to myself live life to the fullest, and mm. and also don't bottle up resentment. Like mm. these guys, obviously, they they have every right to come out bitter, hundred percent. Um, but but don't don't put up resentment. I mean, look at Jesus. On the it says, um, Jesus was innocent. He he was um executed, and um. I said they hurled their insults at him and they yeah. taunted him and they beat him and they put a crown on him and um, of thorns and it says he didn't retaliate. He didn't retaliate. Yeah. No, and and when, so. when he died, he, before he died, he said, Father, forgive them. Mm. They know not what they do. Mm. And yeah. so, um, and we're told our attitude should be the same as that. So, yeah, coming to the Easter season, I think that's something that we can think about you is um, can. what Jesus did for us and the fact that he um, did a life sentence, went to the cross for us and um, for sure. didn't do it. For sure, so. and be worth it if our listeners are people of prayer to throw up praise for these men as they integrate back into society. Yeah, so interesting news story. The other big news story quickly in, in the few seconds remaining is um, Brexit. They're mm. still debating Brexit. That is a mess. <laughs> oh, absolute mess. Um, yeah, they're calling for um, an inter-parliamentary committee to try and bring things together. Looks like they're about to lose Scotland and Ireland. Not careful, so wow. keep an eye on that one as well. We're moving to the next song by um, Blue Highway called Wondrous Love, Faith FM. love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss 
To bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown, Christ laid aside His crown for my soul, for my soul. Christ laid aside His crown for my soul. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing and joyful be. And through eternity, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And through eternity, I'll sing on. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul? This is all oh, wondrous love is this, oh my soul? love is this, oh my wondrous love is this, cause the Lord is this to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my curse to bear the dreadful curse. One, two, one, two. Testing. I've got nothing. Yeah. Testing. Oh, no, we're both on the same channel. Test FM, and we pray that you will speak through us as we... All right. <laughs> okay. Oops. All right. Let's do it go. We on? Yep. Three, two... One. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across Australia. And, of course, I'm with Pastor David Stojic here with us, one of our regulars, morning. weekly regular. Good to have you on the show again, David. Good morning, Lyle, and good morning, everyone. Now, your passion is holistic health, and our conversations have been revolving around physical, mental, social, and spiritual health. And last week, you were talking with Mon, I believe. That's right. Um, about the impact of marriage relationship on our overall state of well-being. You shared some of the benefits of a good relationship, which included that uh, people in a good marriage relationship will live four years longer. That sounds good. <laughs> yes. Um you also mentioned it's harmful to raise children in a home where parents are hostile to each other. That's right. And people in an unhappy relationship have a 35% increased chance of getting ill. That's right. Um, now, unfortunately, not all marriages are good. In this country, one in every three marriages ends in divorce. That's rather high. Um, what help can couples, couples get if they are experiencing relationship problems? Uh, thanks, Lyle. Uh, so one of my trainings is is uh, relationship counseling and I appreciate appreciate your question uh, before I answer that question I just would like to mention that according to Dick Tibbetts uh, and I had the privilege of, of uh, 
uh, listening to his presentations, and I even presented his seminar, <laughs> a wonderful seminar that he That's did. That's the Forgive to Live Forgive seminar? Forgive to Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah According to him, um, being unhappily married is more detrimental to your health than smoking. <laughs> wow. That's really significant because, I mean, we know that smoking is just a, uh, right. a, a slow lingering death, really. That's, That's all right. it is. So, so back to your question, what can help... Um, uh, what help can couples get if they're experiencing relationship problems? So I highly recommend to couples that are experiencing a lot of conflict to seriously consider some relationship or some marriage counseling. Okay, so now some people say that uh, relationship counseling doesn't work. What, what are your thoughts on this? Well, um, someone once said, if you say you can or if you say you can't, you're right either way. So if people come to a, a session believing it's not going to be helpful, so most likely it will become like a self-fulfilling prophecy because their mind is closed. But if people come to a session believing, uh, well, you know, these people are trained in the field, uh, they've helped a lot of other people, most likely they'll be able to help uh, my relationship, then I believe there is a lot of chance and a lot of possibility that, that they will be helped. So there are a few other things that are very, very important when we think about success of relationship counseling. So we've just mentioned the attitude. Mm -hmm. So if you come with an, op with an open mind, with the right attitude, definitely they'll, be, they'll, they'll get some help. The second one is timing. Um, sometimes it may be too late uh, for people. They basically, they've all made up their mind. Uh, the walls are up. Uh, both sides of, of relationship have given up on it. And they're just doing this to say or tick a box and say, well, I'll try that. It doesn't work. So it's kind of similar to, to the... To now, the I saw some interesting research today, and, and maybe you might have some thoughts on this, yeah. that... Um, Christian people are more likely to wait until it's too late than non-Christian people to go to counselling. Uh, well, have you come across that? Uh, look, I I haven't per se, but I'm really not surprised by that by that at all because, uh, unfortunately, um, Christian people when it comes to other issues such as depression and anxiety and so on and so on, uh, they have this understanding or or attitude. Well, you know, I pray to God and 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 uh, you know God is is um you know at work in my life and look it sounds very true but even Moses needed Aaron and, and her to... to, to yeah, yeah, to, absolutely. To, to lift, to lift, <laughs> we all need a bit of help. <laughs> to lift his hands. Even Jesus needed his friends to pray for mm, him. Mm. Could you not watch with me for one hour, he said. So, so, so we cannot do it on our own. Mm. So, so I'm not surprised by that statistic. So timing is important. Um, then it could be also... Um, uh, it could be uh, maybe lack of skill with the with the uh, relationship counselor and they can focus on 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 uh, uh, on conflict regulation uh, and communications instead of having a more holistic approach to counseling therapy okay that's interesting uh, especially yeah. that that's kind of interesting that that based on on Gottman Gottman Institute and they are the foremost authorities uh, in the world when it comes to to uh, relationships uh, they, they they say that they suggest that seventy percent of differences or reasons for conflict will never be solved uh, but it really matters what we do with the 30% of things we agree on. And so, so they, they are saying let's focus very heavily on things 
that actually we agree on. And some of the things, or well, great deal of things, uh, we say that contrasts attract each other. Mm-hmm. So they attract each other because they're different. So there is no point of me trying to make my wife into be exactly like the same as I am and vice versa. So that's very interesting insight, isn't it? 70%. It's almost it's almost counterintuitive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You sort of look at it and think, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, for a couple to get together, they need to uh, to find all this unity. They need to agree on everything. But what you're saying, you know, opposites attract. And so you're going to have couples that disagree that get together and that that's never actually going to be resolved. So that's, that's right. Yes, I believe that the agreement on the most important things in life, such as the principles and the values, must be there for a marriage to work. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> when I do premarital counseling, I frequently use a text from the Bible from Prophet Amos, uh, chapter 3 and verse 3, which we uh, use frequently. Can two walk together? unless they are agreed. Uh, so people have to have a core things that they agree on. But for a marriage to work, the marriage partners do not need to agree on all things. They can agree to disagree on things that are less important hmm. for them. Now, just just, to, just sort of slightly off the topic here, but uh, how important is it, is it to agree in matters of religion? Uh, I really believe when it comes to the world view uh, uh, and and uh, and the religion, uh, the future of the mm-hmm. world, uh, where are we going from here, mm-hmm. uh, the purpose and meaning of life, uh, they're very very important things. So this uh, is foundational. So this would come in then, then within the things. That, uh, it is it is extremely important that 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 there is agreement there, and. Uh, from my perspective, the Bible obviously speaks, do not be unequally yoked. So we have to be under the same yoke, under the same discipline, under the same uh, agreement, under the same hope and purpose and meaning. And that certainly is going to be very, very helpful to, to life. I'm not saying that people who actually have different worldviews that in 100% cases, you know, uh, <laughs> that it may not work. Sure, yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, there are always exceptions. Yeah. But for the harmony in marriage, for the next generation... If you're starting out... That's right. Start out with... Uh, that, that's right. With having a similar world That's view. right. Fantastic. Now, um, this can all be a little bit tricky. What if they, uh, what if they disagree on what's important and what's not? Um, this has got to be able to, This has got to cause marriage breakdown. So, right? so you're talking about about disagreeing that the seventy percent. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So what if they can't even agree yeah. on what's important and, and what, what's not? Uh, well, uh, this is where where exter- external help, such as relationship counseling, can help. A skilled counselor will help uh, the couple to uh, work on the on the uh, value statement to identify what's really important to them. Uh, will help them to identify the individual uh, needs and learn about the needs of their partner. Uh, They'll help them to negotiate some strategies as to how these uh, needs can be met in a mutually agreeable way. Uh, And of course, uh, they'll get help to to identify the areas of conflict. Maybe we can talk about that after we come back from this great Yes, because I'd like to um, delve a little little into some of those areas of conflict. We're going to take a break right now. We'll be back right after this. single dream I lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see 
David Stojic, and uh, as usual, every week he's here to join us talking about uh, all aspects of holistic health. We've been talking about marriage relationships right. uh, this morning, and um, yeah, we're really talking about you know um, how, ha- do, how do we identify the areas of conflict <laughs> and help a couple to refocus? What are some things that they need to be working on? Uh, so we, we, we mentioned, uh, obviously, that the, we have to start from the foundation, so the, from the value statement what's really important to them but then we, we kind of ran uh, through, through, through the list of things and then we said well they have to identify the areas of conflict and help the cow- that we need to help them to refocus by working on a few areas of their mm-hmm. lives so for instance um, when, when a couple comes comes to me and 
it just happens all the time and they have they have some really uh communication issues uh they're, they're highly conflicting and the natural for many counselors natural place where to start would be to actually try to give them some some uh skills in communication and that's per se is not 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 uh, you know bad but really based on the Gottman Institute and, and they they uh, approached and they're very successful on that they they have uh, come up with something that's called love maps uh, couples kind of drift away they, they 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 lose can they start cooling off towards each other they do not know what really matters to each other. Uh, and so uh, building love maps is actually helping the couple to reconnect, to get to know each other. Uh, to, I, I even use cards, you know, uh, where people draw a card and they ask a question. What is your favorite, uh, your wife's favorite um, uh, pastime? And so the husband has to actually really think about it. What's really important? What's really important? What kind of, you know, does she like to go out or not, and so on and so on, to restaurants and so on. So actually, it really helps people to to broaden their understanding and knowledge what matters to your spouse. And then we actually, the next step is sharing fondness and admiration. Uh, and that's one thing where we actually help the couple to... In a given week, focus on the positives uh, of, 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 of each other and to be deliberate in sharing uh, statements that, that are genuine, uh, where they're admiring the strengths of each other uh, without qualifications, but they have to be truthful. Mm, and, okay. and, th- and then we help them to learn uh, how to turn toward. Uh, that, that's a phrase by Gottman, uh, you know, Gottman Institute. They say, well, look, what does it mean to, to, to learn to turn toward and rather than turning away? Turning toward is, say, Lyle, you, you, uh, I, I just use this as an example. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure whether this is the case. Say, for instance, you, you have an interest in a certain hobby and, uh, and, uh, you share some of that with your wife enthusiastically. She can then turn towards you and, and engage you in conversation and listen to you, or she can turn away and just really don't pay any attention to what's important to you. By doing that, we are drifting away from each other. But actually, by focusing and hearing on what's important to you, you're getting closer to each other. So learning how to turn toward mm. rather than turning away. Mm. And then in conflict management, obviously we teach people to, to adopt a win-win attitude because win-lose attitude. If I win and my wife loses, guess what? Your relationship loses. Our, my relationship, my marriage loses. So, we, we, we so in, 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 in many respects, it's impossible to have a win-lose. You can only have a win-win or a lose-lose. Or, com- or compromise. Sure. So, so, sometimes, sometimes I don't get everything that I want. And either really? <laughs> well, so disappointing, I know, David. I know, I, know I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> believe it, but, no. but, but, I'm a married man myself. <laughs> I know how this works, David. So, so, we don't uh, always get our own way. Right. So, so, and then exploring their life dreams. <coughs> I'll never, never forget this. You know, what is the quality time many times that you and your wife would have? Sometimes it's like driving, you know, having a long drive uh, from, uh, from uh, 
you know, to a place, to some mm. appointment, you're driving for a few hours. What a precious opportunity when you're driving with your wife to say, okay, tell me about your life dreams. You know, what, what ideally would you like to happen in your life, in our life? That is wonderful because actually how many times are we deliberate actually in sharing with each other what's really, really important, what's my life dream, what's her life dream? You know, and, and then creating shared meanings uh, through, through to maybe they call it family rituals. When, when you have, have a, a, a special ritual of going out a particular week of the night or having a candle lit dinner at home, whatever that is, uh, where, where, but where something is meaningful to you and to your spouse. So I have seen many, many positive changes when, 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 uh, uh, when with couples that went uh, to a good relationship counselor and worked consistently on improving their, their marriage. So it really, really works. Fantastic. Now, um, thank you so much for sharing those insights right there. There's a, a lot of misunderstandings about marriage counseling, and hopefully some of our listeners who are experiencing marriage or relationship difficulties may be encouraged to try some counseling. Um, what from your research and observation separates good from bad marriages? Okay, so very important questions because we said if we are in a bad marriage, it's, uh, <laughs> it's detrimental yeah, to Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, it's worse than smoking. <laughs> that's right. So, so I'm glad you asked. Uh, there are two pillars. Uh, there are two pillars uh, of a good relationship or a good marriage. It's like if you imagine two posts, two pillars on which the house, the whole house, House of marriage stands, and they are trust and commitment. Uh, we are uh, where one or both have been undermined, and if not addressed successfully, the marriage will not survive, uh, or it won't have any quality to it. So, trust and commitment are important. The people who are very good uh, uh, and they have some good marriages, and they have they have these. Qualities. These are the, these are the masters. <laughs> the, the masters. The masters the, of marriage. The, they, they have they have these qualities. They have their they're friends. They're genuine friends with their spouse. Uh, they actually have what they call positive sentiment override. You know how we can become negative and critical and whatever. Uh, Masters of marriage, people who have good marriages, they allow the positive feeling, they focus on positives, and they have this, what they call positive sentiment override. Um, then, then they are very good uh, when it comes to repair attempts. You know, you know how we, look, I wish I, 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 I could say that Marriages never argue. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, they do. We, we all wish we could say that. <laughs> but say, say we have an argument, and 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 one of us is trying to do to repair, uh, you know, attempts to repair this, this, this chasm, this bridge between us. Uh, if we can recognize that and accept it and be open to that, then we we seem to be masters of relationship. But if somebody is trying to rebuild and we are rejecting it, then we really are not. There we are behaving more as disasters, not as masters. Okay, so we're going to come talk about that in a moment. But uh, yeah, um. so, so uh, acknowledging that not all problems are solvable. You know, there are some things that we cannot solve, and and it's important to have honor and respect mm. uh, and love. <laughs> you know, man, uh, as as one of the authors said, love and respect. I think it was Lehman. He said that men are looking for respect. 
and women are looking for love. This is really interesting. I'm in the process. I, in fact, I just finished reading that book <laughs> yeah. and uh, and handed it to my wife. She's now reading the same book. So that's right. um, it's very very insightful. That's very true. Um, I learned a lot about myself. That's true. As I worked through that material. That's right. But um, yeah, we just got a little bit of time here, David, and uh, so many things to talk about. We're going to have to continue this conversation next week. But uh, you didn't mention their uh, masters of masters of marriage. What's the opposite of a master of marriage? <laughs> so the opposite of of that uh, are the disasters. Uh, you know, like that's just a name, a label sure. that they uh, that the Gottman Institute Institute has given, and they are characterized by what they call the four horsemen of the apocalypse, <laughs> and 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 their criticism, defensiveness. Contempt and stonewalling. I know. So if I can, if I can just give Lyle, can I just give what the what the antidote for that is? Okay, just very quickly One, for, yep. for criticism. For criticism, it's very very important when somebody comes critical that we respond softly. What does that remind you of? You know, a soft answer turns away wrath. The that's Bible that's says. right. Then, then for defensiveness, uh, you know, the first thing is when somebody criticizes, we may become defensive. Let's actually take responsibility for contempt. You know, we need to build culture of appreciation. And for stonewalling, which is withdrawal and building stones, we need to we need to do actually calming down through actually some exercises and breathing and so on and so on. Fantastic. David, thank you so much for joining us. I'm keen to hear more about this next week. Such an interesting subject. Right now we're going to move on with the show, so stay tuned. We have some more great programming right now. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done, but now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving, a program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness, a relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. Promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let His praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God Standing 
você 